what did I just say? Hey guys, I'm Sarah. And I'm Carrie. And we're two drop I'm so proud of us. I feel really good. I always it's like, it's like waiting, it's like gambling. It's like, are the dice oh, no. gonna hit a five oh, and a no. two? Or can I get something really good? And that was a I felt uh, we did great. You ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right, wait, I gotta get my notes. Okay. Hold on. I gotta I had to reach over like a very old woman. Okay. Nope. Not conscious the king. Get out of we here. What are we even doing? We did that one. This one is called The Balance of Terror. 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 <laughs> and but it's not terrorable. I'm sorry. Terrorable. <laughs> I had to do it again because it's really good. <laughs> so, good. <laughs> so this episode, I like surprisingly doesn't need any I think they are getting better about us not having to put trigger warnings on like every episode and I'm I'm okay with this I think you should say that because I think we're we've still got a long way to go Sarah yeah this like it's like one of those ones sometimes if you're like panning for gold you just see a nugget sitting on the shore and you're like oh boy that's cool but then like you have to dig through a lot of shit to find the next one so ugh. I don't like it. I don't like this at all. All right. Sorry. No, we're good. Uh, We have what looks like, so Carrie and I both got real solid Christmas vibes from what was going on at the beginning of the scene. It's crazy. No, there's, so there's like, (laughs) there's people sitting and it kind of looks like. On pews, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there it, it looks kind of like it's got a real church vibe to it. Um, they're all facing yeah. the front, and on the back wall is what looks like a giant Christmas tree shape, but it's fatter than it should be. Because if your Christmas tree is that tall and fat, you couldn't it, have gotten that in your house. It it's would be not, ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's like most looking, of the wall, but it but looks it, like a tree. Yeah, and it's like like kind of sh- it's flat, flat kind of shiny and there's not like a star on the top or their decorations it's just like a christmas tree shape and then there's like this table thingy and there is what appears to be something like a menorah except for instead of having eight candles it has a whole bunch of a them million. and they're just all over the place it was like a tree fire. of candles <laughs> it was it's like so when we come into this episode i was like oh this must be their hot like their christmas episode yeah my notes are christmas menorah i know those things don't usually go together but like that's what that's what you saw it's like there's a christmas tree and a menorah mine says winter (laughs) blow-a-day which (laughs) was me writing holiday but there's a question mark because we don't know what's happening like why are why is there a christmas tree background with a fucked up menorah forefront that they're gathering around it doesn't make any sense and the answer is because it's not christmas nope it's a wedding we are <gasps> at a wedding <laughs> yes and yeah. janice is lighting the candles on the not menorah and scotty's got like he's like working on the screens you know and he says ah oh, the screens are all ready for viewing kirk walks by and he gets a call from spock at this point we don't know what he's talking about but he basically says that he's not getting any responses from these bases and kirk's like okay and so he seems a little worried but he's got he's got this you know ceremony to get through 
So he says, maintain course. And then he starts, he goes to the head. So he's like standing at like, it's not an altar. What are they? Is it an altar? Where I mean, that's when you. Like, yeah, it is. Okay. It's basically an altar. He's like standing up at the top. I guess like it's an altar because they're going up to it. To get yeah. Married. That's in church. It's the alt, like there or the pulpit. Yeah. Pulpit. Sort of, yeah. But there's not like one of those tall standy boxes. God, I really wish like Bethany would know this answer right now. Yeah. It's not a tall standy box, but he's standing in front of them and yeah. And talking. so they they walk down the aisle. Scotty actually walks the woman down the aisle. We've never met the woman before or the husband, but apparently Scotty knows her. And he hands her off and sits down. And Kirk does his marriage is what brings us together. Are they Yay. are they in engineering? I think they're both in engineering because they so, are both wearing yellow, but Scotty wears red. But maybe he's the father figure of engineering. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe that's what it is. Like he's the head buddy. Yeah. I mean, he's the daddy of engineering. Oh, that got a little <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. But Scotty walks her down the aisle and like Kirk starts giving some sort of wedding speech I didn't care about. And then like everything goes crazy and like there's alarms going off and it's like alert, alert. Like Kirk like runs to the communicator and he starts talking to Spock and he says, Earth output for Earth outpost four, Jesus Christ, is yeah. under attack. <laughs> Yeah, and so like Even everybody here was not the right. Uh, dude. <laughs> I got too excited about it. I got too excited for this attack that's happening. Yeah. Um, okay, and everyone, four. everyone just runs like out. The chaos explodes on on freaking the Enterprise, and everyone yeah, starts you, running. You would think that there would be some sort of training, like in an orderly fashion. No. Like when every time I get onto an airplane, they explain everything that I should be doing if mm -hmm. there's a problem, and these guys are just like they run away throwing papers in the air and then Basically. they're just like ah, ah. yeah it's just it, it, i wrote chaos and panic because they are yeah. just running around like crazy people uh, it's insane like it no one's getting anything done properly so then we go to our intro and we get a captain's log it's stardate 1709 so this is another one of those earlier stardate i've noticed that stardates are not in any form of continuity i yeah. guess like so far, it doesn't yeah. make sense it's they're not, not chronological it doesn't yeah. make any sense we don't I, <laughs> like, I don't know or maybe time just works differently in the future we hadn't maybe. even thought of that but you know but, i mean time relative. is a man-made construct with no real meaning uh. they just <laughs> better not edit that out i'll be so mad <laughs> <That's happened>. okay <laughs> time <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay okay i'm not <laughs> okay <Ooh. laughs> all right who, who knows how time works in the future yeah hey, i can I'm do a, this i'm so sorry i broke carrie guys <laughs> i felt it coming and i was like it's gonna be a good one i don't want to hold it back no and you <laughs> shouldn't have i'm not saying you should have but this is gonna take me a minute and okay okay no um yeah, who knows how time works in the mm -hmm. future? Oh, um, 
Yeah, that's that's my best guess is that like maybe time is just different and yesterday was actually tomorrow and we're just too dumb <laughs> to understand it. We don't we know. We just don't get it because this yeah. is like 250 years in the future. Hey guys, it's future Sarah. I just wanted to let you know that we recorded this prior to Carrie knowing of or having seen the episode called Tomorrow is Yesterday. So she's basically a psychic. Yeah, we, we got better at time. Yeah. We just, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey shit. Yep. So uh, we get a captain's log that they are investigating the attack. And they are on the bridge. Uh, like Spock verifies that they are like, I think, eight minutes from their destination. And they're at their max speed. And Kirk's like, we need to do better. And Scotty's like, Scotty is like, jumps right in. He's like, I'm already talking to engineering. We are fucking, we are on this. If we can get more speed, we're going to get it. So they're trying to get to the base to figure out what the fuck is happening. And somebody who's new to the bridge, this happens a lot. It's like they have like one rotating spot on the bridge. They don't (laughs) care who's driving the ship as long as they can drive the plot. (laughs) Well, Sulu's driving. Sulu is is our official driver. It's like the co-pilot that no one cares who the co-pilot is. He's yeah. They always just don't, like, they don't yeah. care. It, it's never really the same person. It doesn't matter. In this case, the co-pilot is some guy named Styles, who we've never met before, but he is here now. And he says that there really isn't much of a doubt as to who is attacking. And so at this point, Kirk says, pull up the star sector map, which... <laughs> Carrie and I kind of decided looks like an Animal Crossing map. It's so stupid. It's I stupid might story. actually, I did draw this in my notes uh, because uh, I don't, I don't know why. But I can post this on Instagram if I have one person say, "Can you show me that map?" I will yeah. absolutely. And nobody wants to. See, it's really bad, but it's definitely it's perfect. no. If if you can imagine, um, like you're a cop in the fifties, and somebody took two crayon, three crayons, probably three crayons, and we're like, oh, I'm gonna draw you a map of where the bad guy is, and there's some triangles, but it kind of looks like it comes from a campground somehow. It's yeah. so stupid. It is very similar to what you would see, like, like that trailhead that shows you all of the, like... Yes. And these are all the structures you might come across on your, on your hike today. It's not a good... Somehow racist. You don't even understand why, but it feels racist. So, because there's a neutral zone, and then the other half is Romulan space. Yeah. (laughs) Like, so... uh, We start getting information. This is super interesting to me, guys, because I don't know very much about Romulans except that they're the bad guys and that I cannot tell them apart from Vulcans. Like they look exactly the same. So this is kind of the history as to why Sarah can't tell Romulans and Vulcans apart. And it's not just because she's really bad at telling people apart. Um, Not the only reason. What we learned is that we learned some of the like, this is the first time Romulans in the Star Trek universe have yes. been inter- introduced. And so when you watch the later series and you watch the later episodes, you're supposed to already know all of this. Like we all know Romulans are the bad guys and they yeah. do bad stuff and fuck those guys. But we, and they probably say it at some point, but I don't like, I haven't 
sat through point by point in Star Trek that way to like figure that out. But yeah, this is the first episode and they're like, oh yeah, these are the bad guys. Here's why. And you're Here's like, why. Oh, oh yeah. Spock, yeah. Spock gives it. like, he gives a really good little history lesson on it. Yeah. He says a hundred years ago, there was a war between uh, Romulans and humans and they created, they made a treaty to create this neutral zone after the war. And he, he goes into like pretty, it's a, it's quite a bit of detail about how it was um, a lot more, what was a word that he used? Savage. Primitive. Savage. Savage and primitive. I think yeah. they're both words that he used. Yep. And it's, like, we didn't even have contact with the other ships at that time. Like, there was no visual contact. So no one knows what Romulans look like at this point. Mm-hmm. And until very soon. Um, and he has this really great moment where he says, um, so humans consider Romulans to be uh, barbaric and, and warlike. And only Romulans know what they think of Earth. And I just really liked that. It was good because, (laughs) like, that's realistic. If you guys tried to fuck each other's shit up a bunch and then you couldn't and then you only use subspace frequencies to make a treaty like, all right, I don't like you and you don't like me, but, like, we we can have our own space. Here's our zone. Let's not go across that. No one goes yeah. across it. Nobody needs to see each other. Like, I I will fuck you up and you'll fuck me up. So let's just not be near each other. We won't fuck each other up. So, yeah, that line was really good. Only the Romulans know what they think of Earth because they've never seen or heard or talked to a, a Romulan since then, which is yeah. actually pretty cool. And not that we find out a whole lot about why the Romulans did what they did in this episode, but yeah. it's still interesting to, like, kind of like just have this glimpse into the beginning of this very chaotic it's the beginning of a story it's the it's like the first page of a story that we have been reading for a long time but missed the first chapter of so it's just really yeah cool exactly it's like you came into a series like three books in and you're finally like going back and reading the first few books in the series like oh, oh god sarah oh. maybe we like this show uh, oh. i mean there's definitely moments it has its moments so yes. Yes. <laughs> um we get the information that they established the treaty with the neutral zone and so kirk goes into explaining like we are not going to violate this zone like we can defend ourselves if we need to, but just like I want everyone to know that those bases and and our ship are expendable. Like he's he's basically saying we are not going to possibly have a war because of this. Nope. Nope. Not gonna do it. Yeah, Starfleet has said that it doesn't matter who you are, what your name is, who your daddy is, it doesn't matter. Nothing that you do is going to be considered cool. You're expendable. Yeah. There will be no war. Do, yeah, do not cross the neutral zone. Yeah, don't go right. into it. Just don't fucking do it. So um, at this point, Styles just jumps right back in because he can't fucking stay out of a conversation. And well, I guess we didn't. I don't know if he's actually said anything prior to this, but we told you he existed at least. Yeah. So he has decided to jump in. And he starts talking about the war and how there was a Styles on the ship at that time. 
and he's heard about it through his family like he knows who the romulans are he's got he says that their ships are painted like a giant bird of prey and i forgot to google this but i stand by i'm pretty sure klingon warships are called birds of prey i mean i i'm gonna google it right now okay and like i think that's kind of cool if that's the case like obviously this is maybe something that's like I maybe every planet has a form of a bird of prey and like they all kind of like take a lot of like a warrior inspiration from that. I'm not sure. But that's my well I just done. think I'm, I think it's I'm interesting. I'm just gonna flat out Google Star Trek Bird of Prey. Uh it's one of the most common Klingon ships seen in the Star oh, Trek franchise. Uh... I was pretty sure they called them birds of prey. Yep. So I just thought that was interesting that like there is another alien species that like and this could also maybe this is like a human's translation of it because they paint a bird on their ship. We assume it's a bird of prey, whereas like the Klingon ships look like birds. So humans call them uh, birds of prey. Yeah, but like maybe they're uh warm-blooded they're not birds at all they're just something that has wings that yeah that well, is totally different from what we think is a bird but also is a killer like a dragon no yeah are... yeah. A dragon <laughs> yeah dragon of prey dragon of prey <laughs> <laughs> either way i just thought it was interesting it it, it like reminded me of that and so Styles is explaining all of that. And he says that they have a history, like humans have a history. And he and Kirk says, that's not your history. Like, yeah, it's in the past. Not, it wasn't you. You, you weren't, weren't there. there. Like, yeah. you need to move on and not, like, hold all of these prejudices. We don't know what's going on or anything right now is where Kirk's at, which is, I guess, pretty reasonable. And so Spock gets information that Outpost 2 is silent and Outpost 3 is silent and all that they're picking up is dust and debris from these places. They know that shit's gone down and Kirk says we need to open a channel to the nearest command base and he wants quarter hour reports. He's telling all this information to Ahura, I'm pretty sure, and she's like, cool. And then he says, "Um, all hands to your battle stations and then all weapons to full power and like we're fucking going to war guys it's crazy yeah then we have this nice scene where the people who almost got married are in i assume engineering because they're both wearing yellow yeah yeah and he they're, says and they're weaponese people weaponese yeah weaponese they're making the weapons do weapon things and he says happy wedding day almost and she has this cute part where she's just like you're not off the hook yet I'm going to marry you, like, blasters and phasers be damned. Like, yeah, notwithstanding. I'm, notwithstanding. She didn't say be damned. No. <laughs> you the know. 60s. Yeah. Nothing can, can be damned. We can't, can't say that word. Damn. <laughs> so, uh, and she says, you're not off the hook yet. It's actually this pretty cute scene. And he's like, for now, I'm still your superior officer. So get with it, mister. And, like, it's just, like, this nice, like, you know, they're making fun of each other and flirting at work moment, which, you know, probably not appropriate, but no. whatever. They're still doing their jobs. Ish. I assume. <laughs> like in their defense, no one else is really doing their jobs half the time. So yeah. 
Yeah. (laughs) They're doing as much of a job as anybody else. Yeah. So remember, okay. Remember when Kevin got sent to engineering and all he did was sit down there and listen to her play her harp. Like they're doing more than that. Yeah. But now they're in kind of battley things. Yeah. They're still, I don't know. Either way, then we go to, so like they keep calling us back. I'm sure there's just like a, a whole like cloud of foreshadowing over that situation. Spoilers. So we move on. And we're getting a call from the base and things are real bad. So the guy that they're talking to is like, we were attacked by a space vessel and then it disappeared. Spock switches them over to visual and there's like all this fire around and the guy's not even facing the camera. It's on fire yet. Cause I, yeah, no, they're not, he's not on fire yet. He's very, everything he is. is well, nope, no, there was, not- there was, there was fire all around him. No, there isn't yet. I swear to God, because I put in my notes, fire is everywhere later, or everything is on fire later when they get hit again. Does, but not, I, I promise there's no fire in the scene. I literally wrote switching to visual hyphen fire. Uh, all right, okay. let's agree to disagree because no, I don't I think this happens. Okay, we'll figure it out. I, we got this right here. Oh, you're right. Everything is on fire. Wait, you already did it? You already got yeah. there? Yeah. How'd you do that? I just, I didn't, I just oh, like I think fast I... forwarded with the YouTube thumbnails to go through the video. Yeah. We're only like 10 minutes in. That's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like 10 minutes in. Yeah. It's not like a ton of fire at this point, oh, but there is you know, fire. No, you're right. So what I, so because they had not been on visual yet, he was talking. Okay. So it was all like blah 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, there was a the conversation. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Switching to visual, everything is on fire. Everything is on fire. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. God it's damn okay. it! I just needed to know. I was like, it was I like, like I how could I have written that wrong? We were both right in our own way. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. So he's like, we're a mile deep on the asteroid, um, even with shields, like all of this damage. And they, I guess it was like a high energy plasma beam that did this. And then they get like the, he says like something's coming and it's coming fast. And he shares his, he does like a screen share. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming and he's coming fast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, sorry. I I didn't like I know that I sat through that the first and second time, but until you said it out loud, I didn't even think like that's what she said. Well, yeah, but you're right. Like it definitely sounds. It should have been. Wow, we're slipping. Maybe. Oh man, what are we sorry. Even doing? So <laughs> something's coming and it's coming fast. <laughs> and so he shares his screen. I think Kirk was saying, like, contact the ship. Make yeah. a challenge to them, like warn them not to attack. And yeah. then they do anyway, and everything explodes and the guy disappears on the screen. So like yes. Outpost 4 has been disintegrated, is what Spock says at this point. There's nothing left on the monitor. Yep. And so we go to Yeah, it says uh, Outpost 4 disintegrated, and then I had ship disappeared. Oh, then, yeah, because that's okay. So that's what it is. Yeah. So they're talking about how the ship could just disappear. Yeah. And they, they start going into its cloaking abilities, which is something yeah. apparently only Romulan ships have at this point. 
And Spock says that it, it seems to be doing some sort of maybe selective bending of light. Yeah. Like um, y'all know that invisibility is possible because the yeah. Romulans do. Yeah, they just fucking did it. But yeah. they had to momentarily make themselves visible in order to fire off that shot that just killed the rest of the base. So, like, they know it also has its limitations. Yeah. And they, the Romulan ship is, it sets a new course. And Spock says, this is a, the exact course you would expect a Romulan ship to be going in. So, like, they we are... Zoom from really no other information other than mm-hmm. that one war that we were in a hundred years ago. And that all of these are along the neutral zone for yeah. Romulan space that this is what's going on. And so they decide to follow, but they, they set a parallel course instead of an interception course because they want to kind of like remain unseen a little bit. I'm not like, I it's, don't understand the logic. This, this is where we're getting a little like sci-fi. Let's pretend I think here, because what they say is that they're hoping that it's like, do you know how in the sixties, all they really had was radar to like see airplanes and stuff. They're hoping that they look like a reflection of, of, something yeah so they close enough and they're just like hanging out that it's it doesn't Same look speed yeah so that they'll take it as just like a reflection of movement and that maybe their tracking devices are a little off or whatever because they keep saying like they'll think that we're a reflection but, but yeah but that like to us it makes no sense no, whatsoever we already don't work off of radar like that because yeah, we, we can also take videos of what's happening right behind yeah. us and now we don't understand how time works in the future. So this is just not understanding how space travel works. That's yeah. where I'm at. It's future it's, stuff. It's God, we're so stupid. We're the so future's dumb. so smart. How could we they're even so know? Smart. Yeah, so, it's like, but they're, they're, they're like hanging their hats on this idea that they'll just assume that they're uh, like a Doppler reflection. Yeah. And maybe they won't notice. So yeah. at this point, Mr. Styles is not happy. And so he he respectfully reminds Kirk of his duties and Kirk, I don't remember exactly how he words it, but he's like, what the fuck are you even trying to say here? And he's like, I'm just saying there could be a Romulan on board. Like, we don't know. And Sulu kind of agrees. He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's possible. It's and not so, impossible. Yeah. We don't know what they look like. We don't know what no. a fucking Romulan is. We have no so, idea who these people are or like what they're like. We don't live here. They could definitely be across the border. We wouldn't even know. What if they look something like someone who's already on this ship? Wouldn't that because be crazy? Because we all know that people who look alike share all the same values I and are just- our enemy if they look different than us. I also just right. realized that so far on this intergalactic, I know it's it's very young in the Star Trek universe, uh-huh. but there's only one person on the entire ship that's not a, like a human. Yeah. Of all the people on the ship, they're real there's- proud because there's an Asian guy. Yeah. They're- or in some women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And like, one Vulcan. Look at what we did. And one yeah. alien. Yeah, and they so, I think they do a Sulu's, lot better with that. Yeah, Sulu's on. like, yeah, I mean, definitely they could be somebody that just looks like the rest of us. But we there's only know. one person that looks anything not like them, other than <laughs> yeah. the skin color. 
one person. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Still the oh. same color, but technically a different species. Yeah. So um, they go on red alert to keep an eye out for, I guess, anything suspicious. And Ahura starts, like, receiving this code. And Spock locks onto it. And they're able to, like, decipher the code. And they put, like, the the bridge on the screen here at this point. And so you're seeing the, I guess, like, the Romulan ship. I don't really know how else to explain it. And you're getting a lot of highlights from Kirk because it's kind of going yeah. back and forth between the Romulan bridge is what I'm going to call it. And then Kirk's face. And it zooms up on the one main Romulan we see for most of this episode. And they look just like Vulcans, just like I always thought they did my whole yeah. life prior to this. Yeah. And this uh, we already we talked about this a little bit in the first watch through. But Sarah was like. That's why I'm not racist because I always yeah. thought that they were the same and they're just now I, discovering this. And it also explains why I can't tell blonde women apart because yeah. everybody looks the same to me if well, they no. have like, similar features. That's not exactly what I said. It's I just said close. in this particular instance, it explains why I can't tell people apart. Like, <laughs> like it's fine. Like, and in my defense, a lot of like it's not just blonde women because there are blonde women I can tell apart. It's the generic pretty blonde woman. I can't tell what she looks like because she's in every fucking movie and it's always like some petite pretty blonde woman. And I don't I don't fucking know. I just don't know anymore. Like you all look the same. Uncharacteristic blonde woman. Yeah. Like if you're generically beautiful quite honestly no matter what your hair color is i probably can't tell who you are like i'm gonna <laughs> i could meet you like six times and i'll just be like who the fuck are you yeah. oh wow you're you gotta probably have some, you gotta have some character and then i'll know who you are and then i and then i care nope. about I you character and no, no yeah. it's not that yeah. i don't care literally that i don't know <laughs> yeah that's but that's how again you know the only uh person with really sharply done eyebrows and pointy ears yeah. that we've met is Spock and Sarah knows who Spock is. I can't can pick Spock him. Part. Yeah, she can pick him out of a lineup, but you put the rest of those Romulans in there with him. And <laughs> like if, if one of them's the bad guy, she won't be able to tell you. And I want you guys to know that I like Bones a lot. We've talked about it. I yeah. find his beautiful blue eyes to be amazing. But in the beginning of the last episode, I would have put money on Kirk was watching that play with Bones. I just can't tell people apart. Yeah. Like, it took me until the next scene to realize it wasn't him. And then I was yeah. like, it's not even Bones. When, when half of his face was gone. <laughs> and he's, like, definitely not the same person at all. Mm. That's... That's fine. It's fine. You know what? We're all different, Sarah. Yeah. All... I'm really good at voices. I can pinpoint a voice from like anywhere. I can just be like, hey, that sounds like the guy that was in one portion of my Dragon Age game. And it was that voice actor. But I can't do faces. <laughs> like, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, uh, let's going continue. Back. We have highlights and everybody's like, they look just like Vulcans. Dun, dun, dun. And then we kind of cut through a new scene and we're back on the bridge again. And Ahura is, um, she sent some information to cryptography to have it decoded. And we get kind of a snarky remark from freaking Styles here. And he's like, 
just have Spock do it. And Kirk's like, excuse me? And he's like, I'm just saying that he can probably translate. And Kirk's just like, mm, are you, you better be speaking to like this as a compliment to his decoding skills. And yeah, because he's real fucking solid. And if you, yeah. uh, if you're trying to say he's not real fucking solid, like explain your damn yeah. self right you now. Better, you better check yourself yep. because Kirk is not having it. Um, even though Kirk was fairly recently betrayed by Spock, but we're not going to talk about that. In a big way. Like, In a real big would, way. That would absolutely what they went through. I mean, I get everything Spock did. It yeah. makes all perfect sense. But also, that he thought that his career was dead. And so that yeah. was that was big. That wasn't a tiny thing that just happened. He was just like, um, excuse and- me, this man who just almost ruined my life. You saying what's about my mans? Mm-hmm. It's real weird. I guess that speaks to friendship, though. You are pretty blind to, like, people who continuously hurt you. Either way. Whoa, real Sarah <laughs> just came to play. That's a thing that happens. You okay. can't even deny it. Okay, I'm, I'm not, but also, <laughs> oh, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, maybe that's where... <laughs> Kirk's at right now. It's in the middle of a an emotionally abusive relationship with a Vulcan. Doesn't that make <laughs> you more sympathetic? No. Fuck Kirk. <laughs> I, tried. Reasons. I tried. Yeah. I tried. I tried. That's all I said. So he, he says that line, you better be, you know, giving him a compliment on his decoding. And the guy's just, at least the guy's not like, yes, sure, that's what I was doing. He says, I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> I guess I'm not sure what I meant by that. And then uh, Kirk says, leave your bigotry in your quarters. There's no room for it here, which seems a little bit ironic. Like This is where Sarah says, <laughs> oh, my God, because there's only room for my bigotry. There's only room for Kirk's bigotry. It's not just me. It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. He's... <laughs> It's the 60s. He's a man's man. It's all terrible. This is all garbage. Yeah. I don't like Kirk, and it's fine. I do appreciate that he stood up for uh, Spock here, because Spock hasn't done anything wrong. No. And uh, we get some information. Uhura says that there is a transmission that she was able to, she has like a tape of, which I thought was funny. It's a wooden thing a tile again they only use those wood tiles like when you're yeah in preschool and you're building things and there's like some square flat ones that's what they put into things and it's a tape yeah it's not a of the transmission that they got and yeah. sulu says that he has a visual i don't know how he got the visual but he says that and so they it and the ship is like changing course and then kirk says stay with them like somehow sulu's not going to keep following the ship they're supposed yeah, to be what? following like i guess thanks for that information yeah cool yeah like there's some things i think that could just be assumed like you don't have to state your orders if that's definitely what would have been in protocol like you only call it out if it's going to be different (laughs) but you know whatever yeah so the uh we go to the romulan ship and they have definitely noticed that they are being followed they have their cloaking system on and they're just talking up a good talk that I didn't really care too much about. And they say that it's good 
that they have approached the humans in this way and that they're they're like starting this contact even though it was a very violent way to start contact and then it's like they're like army or navy bros and they're just like yeah we met this new people and that was great and then they're like yeah hoorah and we killed him yeah it was terrible and fuck those guys yeah so exactly so um one of the other romulans is like hey if this is an earth ship like why aren't we attacking and he's like well they're they're watching us like we we need to figure out why they're doing all of this and then he finds out that we warring at them like we should be warring at them we should war we war why we no war Why, why no war yeah exactly and he says um he gets information that the that the code was intercepted and i guess it was like them like sending off some sort of like not even a mission report but almost like a chant like a like a victory chant of some sort and like they were saying that they were celebrating their victory and he says well that could have cost us this mission that we went on which by the way they never explain what the mission was yeah like what did we, they get from attacking like three bases on the edge of the neutral zone? Well, they do actually say that because they what they learned and what their mission was was to prove that they can fuck humans up. But they don't end so, up proving that. But so far, they have proven nothing. <laughs> they but the attacked. Fact that they can fuck they humans attacked, up. They attacked bases that didn't have any form of protection. But they did. They had the. We see it later. The best sciencey things of the sciencey things. Sciencey, what you call it? We'll get but there, they, guys. But they basically like that's what they're supposed to like. They went out to go fuck some humans up, and then at and this they point, they fucked some humans up. It's like when you prematurely celebrate a football game or soccer yeah. or whatever sports things do, and then but then you lose, <laughs> and then you don't. Then yeah. Oh my god! It's like the 2016 presidential. Race. Yeah, so they get in, they get in kind of a snippy argument. Very much is. <laughs> I know. And then they he demotes. He demotes the guy who did it. He's he like, demotes? all right, yeah. He's like, all right, down two ranks. Yeah, because oh yeah, because yeah. he was mad at him for like yeah. what he did. And then this other gentleman walks up. We find out his name's the Centurion. He's kind of older. I think probably more of like a patriarch kind of. Yeah, like a hundred because he's yeah. a Centurion. I don't a think centur- it's his name. Oh. But it's like. His title because he's old. Yeah. Like uh, a real fucking old guy. Yeah. He's a centurion. I'm I'm sure that that's something in Romulan, whatever. Yep. So um he he tells the commander to take care. Like this he's dangerous. He can be dangerous. And yeah, you shouldn't have demoted that guy because he's got real powerful friends yeah. and they're gonna fuck you up. And the guy's and like and then the centurion's like, I just don't get you. And the commander's like, I think you do. And he he talks about how they've they've have this proof of man's weakness. That, so I guess that's what they're taking home. Their gift to the homeland's gonna be another war. Yeah, um, we blowed them up with no yeah. resistance, no and casualties, at, no at losses. This point we kind of get what I think they were really trying to portray in this, because when we had Mackinon, he talked a lot about the parallels or like the metaphors to what was actually happening at the time. So at this point, he is much better than us at this. He's the so much better. But like yeah, at this point, the commander does call the centurion comrade. Yes. And I think we can all assume that there was some sort of parallel for communism in here somewhere. Yeah. 
like comrade who, like, no one else calls anyone else comrade in this universe so i wonder what no. they're referencing with that i only call people comrade sarcastically <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i right. think they're comrade. being a communist <laughs> all those people i think are being communists out yeah there with their equal whatever's who cares no, how does it feel to be uh starving your people comrade like it's it's not a, it's never a nice thing if you have to say comrade <laughs> yeah so like i think that's very much where they were going with that and then the commander says obedience and death and more death. Like at this point, I'm just wishing for destruction. And then like, you kind of see the centurion get kind of like a worried look on his face. And he's like, don't worry, my friend, like I'm not reckless. I understand why I'm here, but like, you know, he, he's definitely like, you're kind of seeing like this inner conflict that he's obviously having. And we go back to the bridge uh, they have the ship that they're following has resumed course and then styles like just can't fucking stop. They decide to continue to follow. And he's like, unless we decide to turn back. And it's yeah. just like, seriously, dude, shut the fuck up. You but know what no I've noticed? That is a thing that not Sulu keeps doing is constantly questioning the captain's choices. Yeah. Like, like it's always a person that doesn't necessarily see eye to eye with Kirk. Yeah, like, in the bro, in the wrong way <laughs> like bro we don't even know who you are yeah why are you fucking talking why are what you standing like ugh, what like, right I, do you have to stand against the captain yeah i get it when bones does it and i get it when spock does it because they're like the two people it's been established put yeah. kirk in his place yeah I, when other people start doing it i'm like just fucking stop like yeah i just i know you're only here to push the plot forward and i don't yeah, like this you. is this is not gonna go well for you you're not yeah. gonna win you're not here for that and so then we get a message from scotty and he says that they've beamed something aboard from one of the colonies and we go to i guess what do we decide to call that conference room table thing do we have a name for it um it's no. like a conference room, basically. It's the round it's the table. Round table. Yeah, yeah, it's King Arthur and the round table. And the round table. And yeah. so Spock is holding this piece of, he says it's called a castrodinium. And it's like the strongest substance that we have, like in within our everything. Science. This is yeah, it, within it, our as science. As far as our science is aware, this is the strongest fucking thing we have. Like, and he the sets best it of the up. Best. Yeah, he sets it on the table and it just breaks. So it's like super destroyed by whatever brittle. they did. It's very brittle. Yeah, it was just nothing Nothing good is happening from this attack. And Spock's like, they obviously have superior weapons and they're trying to decide what they need to do. And Bones gets in on the action and he's like, what this really comes down to is just live, millions of lives, depending on what that ship decides to do. And Styles jumps in, very into the like attack, 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 attack. Get yeah. the phasers ready. Let's just fucking beat the shit out of this. And so yeah, he's like, being an asshole. Yeah. So he's like, what are we shooting at? We can't see this ship, which seems like a really good argument, except that we later find out you can just shoot into space at nothing and always hit your target. Yeah. It's amazing, guys. I don't know. We're not there know. yet, but you know, we just can't just keep shooting thing at nothing. At even nothing. Though yeah. Later we're gonna hit every single even shot. We later hit. when we do that, it's gonna be fine. Yeah. It's, gonna be it's crazy. So, it's just so stupid that they built it up right here. Like 
this yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Sulu's argument makes sense. Yep. But and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So well, he's like, no, 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 this is stupid. You can't possibly, like, what are we even firing at? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like, but apparently that makes no difference. Nope. So Styles then goes on to say, but, okay, Spock, like, what other information do you have? You're the expert on these people. And he just is getting super snippy with Spock. And Kirk's like, hey, sit down, mister. And Spock jumps in, kind of. And he just agrees. He's like, I think we should attack. And Bones yeah. is like... We can't show on. weakness. Yeah, we can't yeah. show weakness. We can't let them think that they have us on the run. I know my species, when they were in this phase, they were like, really, really... Fuck it all, like savage. Yeah, they were savage. savage. Word to use. Yeah, yeah, and so you can't possibly back down. If you do, they're going to see it as weakness, and then they're going to fuck us up. And from yeah. what we've seen so far, they can they definitely can. fuck us up. So they we got to, we got to kill them. We got to go, go. Yeah. So at this point, uh Bones still doesn't agree, and he says, "Based on what?" And that's what Spock brings to the table is like we can't show the weakness, and so. Kirk says, so we're going to fight to prevent a fight? And none of it, I mean, I get it. At the same time, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They all go back to the bridge, or I don't actually know what's happening here. There's a comet that has a, it's got, it's like little comet tail, which is made of like ionized frozen particles. And they decide that if they travel through the tail, they're going to be visible, even if they're invisible with their cloaking. Which, I this this brings up a plot point that drives me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Kirk and the other guy are on the same wavelength, they're total captain buddies. Wouldn't that guy be like, "Let's go under the comet so they can't see us because yeah. we're visible during the like yeah. if we go, if we go through it, then they're totally going to see us." And I think that they like. Maybe they do kind of explain it because later he's like, well, the interference of all the material, they won't be yeah. able to crack onto us. But it's still like real fucking stupid. It doesn't make he any sense. He should still know you could like they're going to be like, oh, we'll be able to see them pass through it. Yeah, because you're you're still a visible object in the universe. Yeah. No matter what happens or would have made sense, guys, none of this ends up mattering. No. That's fair. So, like, they have all these, like, plans, and then none of it is applied later on. So, they are going to go into battle, and Kirk says to Bones, hopefully we won't need any of your services, and Bones says, amen to that, but it's a big gamble. And so, we go back to the comet, and we get, like, a battle status on everything, uh, Styles says they're ready and he's like calculating out the point of entry. And this part I don't understand. Like, I don't get any of this at all. They start talking about how once they see the point of entry of the other ship into the comet's tail, they're going to swing around to the other side. Yeah, somehow way faster without them knowing. Without them seeing or yep. noticing. Like, you're not friend. cloaked. Yep. Like, this whole time you're not cloaked you're but okay so they do have like this weird theory that whatever cloak is going on on that ship works both ways but that makes no sense to me because i feel like that would mean that beyond your cloak everything is blank which is 
Yeah, like, it's so stupid. All like, of your sensors would go wackadoodle. Like it's so yeah. dumb. Well, like, and you dumb. Like, how does it know to only block out ships? <laughs> like, what kind of? Or like, like, how do you know what up is? Yeah. Or like, how would you know there was a comet there? Because like, you have your cloak up. Like, you can't see anything else. It it's all not a science I understand. So yeah, it's in the future, Sarah. We're yeah. too dumb. <laughs> the the we Meh. go to the Romulan ship where they explain that they're traveling through the comet's tail because the particles should obscure like any sort of readings that they could get on them. And then once they're done with that, they're gonna turn around and then they're like, wait a minute, the ship's gone. And this is where he's like, escape maneuver one. Like they're starting to realize, like, oh, we've almost been outsmarted. And we go back almost. to the Yeah. We go back to the bridge. And then it says, stand by, like they're only visible for a moment. And then they were gone. And Kirk's like, oh, they must have guessed. And he's like, How would you know that? And he's like, They did what I would have done. And this is a a common theme for this episode. So they decide that they're not going to I actually don't know who said this I'm pretty sure it was Kirk he says I'm not going to underestimate him again and so they decide to just blindly fucking fire their phasers into no, nothing that, the Romulan guy says that at one time he's like no, he no, no. does yeah but I think at this point we're still on the ship so I think oh. it's done both of them oh. I think they've both said that we're not going to underestimate him again we'll yeah. find out later on in my notes but yeah because at this point we're still on the bridge and then they fire phaser one and the Romulan ship shakes and they fire phaser two and it shakes and like things are falling everywhere on the Romulan ship where they're like, okay, we're going to divert all power to the weapons. And they, this is all like in like a five minute period, guys. So we go back to the Enterprise. Everything's overheating. There's sparks everywhere. We probably should have drank more than we even did. Yeah. And then... They're like, what are they doing? Are they surrendering? And then they're like, nope, something's coming right at us. So they go into emergency warp um, and they're trying to run away from whatever the Romulans just fired at them. And so it's overtaking them, but it's not like hitting them because they're in warp, but it's it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer to where they are. And Spock's like, if we could get one phaser working, we could detonate this. Um, but they're having a lot of trouble like getting that one working. Yeah, and Spock's, Spock's trying to make it happen. Yeah. He's like he under all of their, uh, what we learned in this episode is all of their uh, weapons just have one spot under one of the desks that you have to yeah. pull a panel down and then you can fix everything. And all you do is like wiggle wires around and stick yeah. them into other things. Put and like a... Yeah, camera from the 60s like a camera case in yeah and then you do what to do uh that, that's what we learned this episode absolutely it's the only information that we got that truly made any sort of sense even yeah, though it also yeah. didn't um <laughs> but at this point spock's also like it's impossible like i'm not gonna fucking get this phaser working and Sully's like hey 10 seconds and for some reason janice is on the bridge and she starts like she like starts like saying something to Kirk and he interrupts her. And then he's like, continue your log. And it's actually offensive because we have pointed out so many times that first of all, women are not allowed to finish the sentence in the show. Janice in particular can't even finish the sentence. And so she has something she finds very important that she like came on the bridge and she's like, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't about coffee, believe it or not. Not even about 
wasn't yeah. about coffee. Wasn't talking about coffee. And she says her sentence partially. And then Kirk's like, meh. And then cuts her off and then pauses and then looks in the far away and then goes, continue. Yeah. Continue your log. And then he's like, that's Fuck the her. end of that. And I think this, like, to add insult to injury, not going to cut out what we said before. And I'm just going to let you guys know, I'm fairly certain this is the last episode we get Yaum and yeah. Janice in. According like, to the internet. Yeah. So, like, she might be in, like, a movie later on. And I think she's mentioned later on. But, like, it's fucking bullshit. Like, they had to cut someone and they chose to cut this person who could have been an interesting character. One of the only lead females on the entire uh-huh. show. And, and we did learn it's cut. because the execs, the TV execs were like, um, I don't know. Just like maybe we could open Kirk up. So to he like could other be even, relationships. Yeah, like he's kind of into her. And so he can't like try to fuck aliens if he's kind of into this girl. So let's just get rid of her. Yeah. And it's like so gross. <sighs> it's it's stupid so i'm just i'm sad because like this is a really sad janice episode she gets interrupted she has like no important it's lines. the worst way to say one. goodbye to anybody like yeah everybody deserves some sort of like hey you did great like let her die in a yeah like I, thought, I seriously thought they were gonna kill her off and yeah no spoilers, they don't in this episode and no. she's just gone like I'm gonna be, it, maybe she'll come back, and I was wrong, and I misinterpreted. It, and there is one more episode, but like I'm fairly certain this is the end of Janice, and it's stupid. So that's one that of the worked. last times we see her. Yeah, oh, I don't like it. So like the the weapon that's following them that's been shot off, it starts dissipating. Sulu counts down to impact, and they're hit but they discover that it had like a limited range obviously because what they've been hit by was way less than it should have been and somehow at this moment now that they've been hit by this thing that apparently has a limited range not that that ever comes into play again (laughs) they Spock gets the phasers up and running so they're operational now and they, they just jump back on course so I guess they'd like jump back into warp and go back to where they were Mm-hmm. somehow perfectly placed to eventually shoot their phasers again and hit something they can't see and they're like oh maybe they'll think we've been destroyed and then i think kirk says like i i don't think so but they they go back to where they were and they're like okay we'll stay with them we go to the romulan ship they're talking about how their fuel is running low and the commander says that this guy, like the commander of their ship, is not one to repeat a mistake. So, like, like you can tell there's, like, some form of mutual respect at this point because they both keep talking about how they're basically exactly like the yeah. other one. Like, he's doing what I would have done and I'm doing what he would have done. This dummy should be dead, but he yeah. ain't, so he's probably fine. Mm-hmm. He's probably as smart as I would be in that situation and I'm not dead either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that's what I think it is. So we go back to the ship and they're kind of deciding at this point if they're going to enter the neutral zone. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. No. Um, and so Kirk's like, we need to get them before they get there. Like, I don't want to do it. And there's like, at this point, like everything is just so many highlights in this episode, guys. Like there's so, it's so dramatic. And- this could have been called, if you have a drinking game called Bear Me Up Scotty, 
fuck you. Yeah, Eyelight's gonna fuck you up this yep. this round. Kirk decides he wants to get them before they go through. They've got the phasers ready. We go to the Romulan ship and they just start using evasive action. So much is going on. Yeah. So they shoot their phasers and somehow they hit with every time. Yeah, they say, oh, it was a wild stroke of luck. Yeah, it will and be a wild stroke of luck if it, we can hit this. Yeah, which they do every pew, time pew. they shoot. Pew, pew, pew. So Kirk and for- oh, at this point, he tells Ahura to let Starbase know that this is on his command, the only option for them. They're going to enter the neutral zone. Which we have been at the very beginning, they were like, in this is yeah. Starfleet. In no way, shape, or form should you ever do this. If you do this, I just want you to know that we we are not coming to your Yeah, like you're expendable. You are, you're expendable. We don't give a fuck about you. There is yes. no way. There's no possibility. There's no reason you should go into the neutral zone. Don't do it. Don't do and it. And then Kirk is like, well, but maybe. Should I go into the neutral I just, zone? Just. What if bit? I did? Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Just, just a little tip. bit. Just a tip. Just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Because, like, he even, like, I think we probably already said this. I don't remember anymore. But he's like, oh, yeah. Um, By the way, we were in this, like, weird place and all this bad shit happened. Like, <laughs> but I, you guys should all know that Starfleet's commands are we can in no way, shape, or form go over the neutral zone. Because if we do, it's going to be war. Very much tells his entire crew. Uh, Starfleet already said, "If we do this, we're completely fucked. We're, we're all gonna die." And then I don't know. Thirty minutes later, he's like, "Um, but we're gonna I know what do I it. said, but also I got an easy in and just yep. I Let's bought my prom date tequila. <laughs> so." Yeah, she won't even remember it in the morning. It's fine. Oh, I hate all of this. I hate what we've done. <laughs> but Why it's we... real. It's too real because it's Kirk and he would. So Romulans, we go back to the Romulan ship. And the Centurion is dead, guys. It's pretty sad. Like stuff fell on him. I don't know if we know that he's dead yet, but stuff fell on him. And I think it's pretty No, dark. we go back and I think the thing falls on him and then... Or maybe it was the last scene. So a big yeah, I think that was thing. the last scene. I think a we find out thing. he's dead. Yeah, it falls on him. And then the other, like, the one... And this is how you know that they're not the Vulcans, though, because the captain feels bad about it. Like it's Oh, not, yeah, he's, like, he's sad. He, he's very sad. Like, there's not... It's not lamenting, but he definitely is grieving, and I he's see. honoring the death. Unlike Vulcans, they were just like, that's a part of life. That's it's yeah. Yeah, it's very much more like even if it's like driven by more aggressive emotions, like they're they're still more emotional for yes, sure, definitely. And yep. so he he says like he's asked like should we fire on this other ship, and he says no, they're making us waste our energy. Yep. And so they decide to throw all of the debris that they have out the tubes. And he says, including the body of the centurion. And then he whispers to himself, like, forgive me, old friend. Like, 
Like he's he, definitely he whispers it to the dude because he's like over yeah. top of the body right now. He's like, yeah, oh this shit's fucked, but yeah. I got. But I need you. I kind of need you to be part of my plan. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe it's like on the way to being a Vulcan. Like that's yeah. They're like halfway through because it's like I, this is really disrespectful and it's so shitty. But also it's gonna be real strategic yeah. and logical so yeah like our, maybe like on their way from not being a vulcan because like i do think like they're evolving in to have i think emotions are important i guess like completely logical vulcans like that's probably not the healthiest way to live <laughs> it, it but seems, i don't know i'm not it a seems to like i maybe they are i don't know but they it seems like their emotions have gotten a lot more hostile and yeah there's not helping. Are. Yeah, the, like, that's not great. like what's driving their emotions. Yeah, but the dude is definitely it's like, I'm so sorry. This is really shitty, but um, send that old gut out too. Just yeah, with him, the Centurion out there. Push him, put him out with all the other garbage. Yeah. Just it's gonna be this fine. This guy was my guys. mentor, and I really, really yeah. loved him, but. So the bridge sees the debris. And Spock's kind of saying what's included in there. And he's like, oh, and there's a body. But then he decides, like, this is just simple debris. Like, there, it's not a vessel. It's a trick. Like, there's insufficient mass for this to have been everything. So, but because of the debris and everything like that, somehow they have lost the ship. Yeah. But. Too distracted. I want to get. It's never explained again. how they find them but you know whatever so we get a captain's log and kirk says they're at the neutral zone but they've lost contact but he thinks that they're close by and they're just like remaining silent yeah spock is working on quiet repairs and we go to the wrong under the desk yeah Good like silent workers too. Being real quiet about his repairs. And the Romulans, everyone's whispering, like somehow they can hear what you're saying on the ship. <laughs> like Yeah. And that's uh, this is one of those things that's so fucking dumb. If you guys are like, I don't know, a thousand miles apart, like, yeah, like really, they're not gonna you hear just, someone talking. And it's not like at any point uh they went into like silent lockdown. They just went from like, oh, we're shooting at those guys, and then suddenly we're in silent lockdown. Well, they and you're did not like, allowed they to make any sounds. All of their lights off and everything. So I think the idea is like, there's no signals coming from the ship. But I still that's what think- happens when you don't want to die is you turn your lights. I do do that. Like if UPS yeah. comes up to my door, I turn <laughs> you the don't lights off. Die from yeah, <laughs> turn the lights off. Be quiet. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's solid, I guess. But you yeah. still can talk. Like, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. maybe not for UPS because then they'll know you're there. But you can talk exactly. like on a spaceship thousands of miles apart from this other spaceship. Yeah, it's it's just silly. They're just playing like, shh. So I don't know how far apart they are, but they're far enough apart. Yeah. So they're both sitting there quiet for some reason. Um, Dead silent. Yes. And we go to the the Romulans who are also whispering and they're he knows like I know he's there and he knows I'm here. I'm like, that's 100% what he thinks. They're both waiting each other out. And we get a captain's log from Kirk saying it's been nine hours 
of like motionless silence. Janice mm-hmm. like walks into his quarters at this point and she's like, can I get you something from the galley? Even just coffee? And this is it. Like This is what we're getting from Janice. And I don't get it. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. Bones walks in and he kind of like pats Janice on the shoulder and she leaves. And he sits down with Kirk, who has the stupidest fucking idea of what would happen on a long sea voyage. He's just like, I wish I was on a long sea voyage where I had no responsibilities. What? Yeah. That's. I'm pretty sure on a long sea voyage, you have a shit ton of responsibilities. It's probably fairly equivalent to, like, a long voyage into space. Am I crazy? No, it is. But what, like, what he he feels right now is, like, the entire human race weight upon his shoulders. And the, uh, if you're on a ship, probably only have, like, 50 guys and also it's some whales yeah but in in the scope of everything like that's still a pretty big responsibility it is there's still 50 lives and some whales but yeah he's just like i don't know just like i've got all of humanity in my hand right now and so i guess i could be getting us into an intergalactic war but uh yeah but i'd rather be like yeah i don't know on a ship eating some limes i don't know so he says, what if I'm wrong? And then he's like, I don't expect you to answer. And Bones is like, but I have an answer. And he has a kind of nice monologue, but I also don't get where he was going with it. Mm-mm, I'm sure no. there's some sort of metaphorical something or other, but he's like, um, there's this many stars I th- I and they're all is- galaxies. Oh. I think it's supposed to be like a talk up to Kirk about how he should go with his gut. That doesn't make sense because he says there's three million million galaxies and there's only one of each of us. And so and there's all of these Earths. But since there's, there's only... only one of us, don't destroy Kirk. Yeah, there's only there's only one Kirk. Like you have That's... to just. Yeah, no, let's not go with your gut. I don't know. It's it's really. I guess it... like don't go against who you are. Maybe. It's I think really that. Terrible. I think... I think Bones is trying to say, like, I don't think you're a killer. Like, don't just, like, get us into a giant war for no reason, because I have a lot more faith in you than you deserve, because that sounds like exactly what you would do. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best logical thing you can make out of this, because he's definitely, like, there's only one you in this whole vast universe, and so, like, let's not be weird but but it's not it doesn't your reputation it doesn't make a lot of sense why and it's like when he's doing it it sounds good (laughs) kirk is slightly behind him though like trying like he was going out of the door and then bones came in and so bones is like giving this deep inspirational speech to not the camera but pretty much the camera and kirk is behind his shoulder listening and then he's just like there are blah 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 like it's it's the whole thing doesn't it it's supposed to be very inspirational but it what we're saying is it falls real fucking flat makes sense like it it actually sounds nice 
But then yeah, when but you actually listen to it, you're context. like, I don't yeah. get it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm so, sure that there are all these things, but why are you talking about them? What? So yep. either way, don't let, don't destroy Kirk. And then we go to the bridge where everybody's just suddenly back on the bridge and Spock is under the, I guess, desk area, like hooking some shit into some shit and he's fixing it. And he puts his hand on the top. Like this, by the way, is fucking Spock would never goddamn do this. Like it is so poorly written just to, it's like, it's like just to further the racism plot. Yep. Like Spock puts his hand on top of the console and pushes a button and turns on something that starts signaling and making a loud noise. And he, and he accidentally hits a yeah. button that like, like brew, 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 it's like a huge loud noise that has yeah. there's uh I noticed this the second time. Uh, it turned on a screen that has like a black and white spinning spiral thing. Yeah. Like it, that's not even a real fucking thing. You, these guys, so... you, what are you even doing? One, it's so stupid. And two, Spock would never make a mistake like that. It's like so no. not well written. Yep. But the idea is that Spock has made this mistake and it's sent off a signal and it's going to give them away. Even if it was an accident, that's not how everyone yep. on the ship is going to view it. So the Romulans pick up this signal. And we go back to Kirk and they have like, they've stopped the thing and Kirk's decided to reverse course. Um, And he just like flat out is just like, okay, everyone's awake now. We're firing phasers into the legit nothing we can see. Yeah. Real fucking big guys. It's so, it's so big that, that Bones had a conversation last scene about how fucking big it is. (laughs) Yeah. And even though that millions and bajillions of things <laughs> and they're all so unique and beautiful yeah they could be facing so any huge. direction there's no up or down in space there's no horizon yeah like they could be firing in any direction and they just start shooting and they hit like like that's what's happened pew, they, pew, pew. they hit the romulans <laughs> And so we go to the Romulan ship. And it lands. Yeah. Yeah, like And they they land on the Romulan ship because they're all doing the, oh, we got hit. Things are falling. It's not even like a 360 degree angle that they could be. It's like, it's like every possible point around them on the sphere is somewhere where that ship could have been. Yeah. It's It's really bad. It's so stupid. So... They they somehow managed to hit the Romulan ship and we're back on the ship and the Romulan like the commander of the Romulan ship is just like he's some sort of sorcerer and he's like reading my mind and the other guy comes in and he's like we've been beaten and like he's talking about needing to save his pride and the commander's like okay well do we have any of like the nuclear warheads aboard ship for self-destruct? And the guy's like, we have a few. And he's like, okay, just throw one out with more debris. And then they'll fire at it. And there's going to be, you know, that's what we're going to do. So they do that and they send it out. And the Enterprise starts picking up the debris. And Spock points out the only difference with this debris and the last one is that there's some sort of metal case, metal capsule that has come out. And so they fire at it and they explode the nuke. 
for some reason, it's debris. Can't you just avoid like, it? They couldn't have possibly been like, oh, wow, that's a nuke. Because we scanned it. And that's clearly yeah. a nuke. And if, like, even if it wasn't, why are we immediately firing at debris? Yeah. No. Like, for well, what let's reason? do it. So there's a big explosion and the Romulans are like, ah, oh, this is glorious. Yeah. Like, and, <laughs> we got and them we've done it. We did it. Now we can go home. And th the other Romulan guys like, hey, I just want to remind you of your duty. Like they're at our mercy right now. Yeah. And then it goes back to the Enterprise because they, they haven't decided what they're going to do on the Romulan ship yet. And like, this is also confusing. So Kirk calls to Bones for like the casualty count. And Bones says there's 22 casualties. Casualties, and He says mainly radiation burns. But later on, they say there was only one death. So I'm, I assume they mean casualties as in injuries. I guess injuries. Yeah. Which but is not how we use it in present terms. Whenever no. we hear casualties, that's it's like these people are dead. Yeah. That's all them dead dudes. But like, I wouldn't imagine that there, he would say not many, just 22. Yeah. And not, and most of them are radiation burns and be meaning that these people are dead with radiation burns because why would it matter? Like, yeah. So we live in the future. And, We've seen they can just like boop, boop, and then they're cool. Yeah. So he assesses the ship damage and where they're at with that. And Styles says that he can help get the weapons back online. So he sends Styles back to engineering to like work on uh, getting weapons back online. And Ahura takes over navigation because Styles is left. And Kirk wants to wants everyone to pull back and like basically pretend like they're dead. Yeah. They're not. Dead. Like we have He actually says we gotta play, play dead. Possum. He says yeah. possum. I'm pretty gotta sure. Play. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, actually. I wrote playing possum. I, I wrote it down for sure. Yeah. I put I'm pretty sure he said play dead. Kirk wants them to pull back by playing possum. I think he actually said, play. oh, Kirk, hold position, play dead. Yeah. I don't think he said play possum. I might have said playing possum. It sounds better. It does. It's much yeah. more clever. Yeah. Because like. Take note you know, from so many have, years ago. How I have, you I have this. 50 years of writing. Exp no, I'm just joking. <laughs> over them? Yes, you do. years of media experience <laughs> over them. Way you guys. Yeah. Sci-fi. Idiot. I'm real good at this. I know <laughs> what playing possum is. Yeah. So we go to the Romulan ship and they are preserving fuel and yeah, they're Kirk not is seeing too cool. any yeah. They're not seeing any movement. And he's like, I don't wanna go like I I know something's going on. I don't want to go out there. Like it's not worth it. We just need to go home. Yeah. And, and this dude he, is like super cool. Like this this guy knows his shit. Yeah, like, I think that's the point, is the Romulan commander is supposed to be, like, technically the Kirk, like, the I'm always right guy, but way less annoying. Yeah. Um, and the other guy that's been, like, challenging him this whole time says, well, if you're not going to kill him, like, I want the glory of the kill. Like, let me go out there and do it. And so he's like, well, no, we're, like, we'll attack, but it's going to be on my order. We go back to Spock with the damage report. So 
Spock's like, he walks into engineering and he wants it. He's like getting the damage report and he's like telling Styles that he's going to need some help with something. And Styles says that he doesn't need any help from Spock because Spock's a Vulcan. So like, it's definitely like the playing of the racism, but it never like really gets too, like it, it doesn't play well into it. Yeah. It's, it's all they... very like superficial. Yeah, they very much allude to this, like, racism, but they don't say, like, you're a Vulcan that's pretty much wrong on and that's why I hate you because you're that, yeah. killed my family. Like, it's all very subtle-ish, but you definitely know what's happening. And yeah. that guy definitely hates Spock. Yeah, he's so. not into Spock, and it's because Spock looks like the people that his family fought against years ago. Like, it's all- And died. Yeah, it's all there. But it's not, like, done well or gracefully, no. I guess. They just, they don't, well, it kind of, like, it's very subversive. It's very, like, it's it's there and you can see it's happening. But the, And they never at any point go, like, this is why I think you're shitty. Yeah. So, but it's very much just, like, they put all the pieces out there and you can do what you want to with them one way or the other. But they never complete the puzzle in like a satisfactory yeah. way that makes you feel like that guy is a real fucking douchebag. No, it's all it's all very much just on the surface. This is what we're saying and you know why we're saying it, but like yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. I mean they only have 50 minutes, whatever. We they're we get, trying to it's it, they're trying yeah, they're to be going subtle. For. Yeah, they're trying to be subtle about it. Maybe that's why maybe this was a great episode and we we're just like too young to understand like because they were addressing racism, but yeah. they couldn't actually say that they were addressing racism. They couldn't, they didn't have that capability because racism was still such a big problem. I mean, honestly, it still, still is. Still, just, but, yeah. But I, I think maybe that's why it's like they couldn't actually say, this episode is about racism and why you're a shit. They yeah. had to be like, oh, well, you know, this guy's a stand-up guy. And, you know, maybe yeah. that guy's not that bad. We just don't really know. So, like, some of your enemies look like this guy that's not your enemy. But the guy that's not your enemy that's your friend looks like those people. So you hate them. Why? Let's dig into that. But they don't... I don't think they do a particularly good job. But I also understand what they're trying to say, which in a way makes sense. Except that then they ruin it all at the very end yeah well yes so we'll get there so uh spock is like okay well that's really shitty of you that you don't want to work with me yeah but and cool he, whatever i'm a professional he leaves the engineering room which by the way the two people in the engineering room right now are styles and tomlinson and you don't know that because we didn't say his name earlier, but Tomlinson is the guy Ooh. who's getting married later. I did, for the record, I did write that down because I did say it. I'm going to go back now. I should have done this earlier, but I didn't. But it is Angela Tomlin. Martine. Oh, that's and her name? Robert Tomlinson. Oh, I didn't know her yeah. name at all. Yeah, Angela. That's, they, they did say it because it was like, do you, Angela Martine? I don't know. Oh, but they said it. Yeah. Angela Martine at the very, very beginning and Robert Tomlinson. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. So, he, Tomlinson is there and we start seeing gas leak into this room. So, we go back to the bridge where they just fire their phasers at nothing and apparently can hit. 
Well, no, no, they want to fire. Kirk says, fire, fire. Oh, yeah. And but so then nothing's happening. What, what happened was oh, there is purple right. smoke that starts coming out of this box on the wall that says phaser coolant. And it's leaking everywhere. And it's just a purple smoke bomb. But it's definitely on like somebody's pushing a button because it keeps like pulsing. Pumping but it's out smoke. Yeah. It's a purple smoke bomb. And like, so whatever the phaser coolant is, that is now leaking into everywhere. And from what we know of antifreeze, uh, you shouldn't breathe that in. Like no part of cars or brakes you should be breathing in. But there's this big purple smoke everywhere. Spock has left the room. Kirk is like, all right, you got to fire now. We got to fire, fire. And he keeps like yelling fire and it's going all over the whole ship. No one's doing anything. We don't understand, but nothing is firing. And Spock, who had just recently left the room, kind of figures out like maybe something's fucked up here. So he runs back and he opens the doors and he sees like he has to kind of step over a body. And then he sees the other guy who's been racist. And then he pushes the buttons. The whole room is purple. It's yeah, he pushes the phaser buttons. He pushes all the buttons. There's several. He has to push like three over yeah. here and then two here and then one on a different wall. Like it takes it takes a minute to fire a phaser, turns out. We didn't know that either, but it takes a minute. Yeah, and it's so, like a lot goes into it. I honestly thought yeah. that the controls for the phasers were on the bridge yeah, where everyone else has fired phasers from at every other point in the entire series. <laughs> Maybe what they're doing is pushing the OK Go button and then it's like, <laughs> OK Go, other room. Yeah. Guys. Who knows what's it's going on now? Like, but yeah. so that's what it takes, and then they fire the phasers at those other guys, and they hit the Romulan ship magically. As Spock pulls the bodies out of the room that's filling with gas, right? That's about yes. where we're at. Yeah. And then they hail the other ship. Oh yeah, they fuck the shit up. Yeah, they like yeah, they fuck up the Romulans. And yeah, so they get fucked. their hailing frequencies open through Ahura. Yep. And he like Kirk starts talking to the commander. He says, We're beaming aboard your survivors. And this is where like you finally get like the conversation between the two commanders. And the commander of the Romulan ship is like, that is not our way, but I do regret that we had to meet like this. Yeah. And Kirk's like, why are like why would you die right now? Like, why is that the choice you're making? Um, and he we're says, creatures of duty. Yeah, he's like, I'm a creature of duty. But you can tell very much in his mind. He even says we could have been friends at one point. They're very similar people. Like, even though their species are at war, if in another life and another time, if they weren't like maybe these two people could have been friends. And I also i I think they give you kind of the vibe that like. He doesn't agree with, a, he is, he's dissented from a lot of the things that his people have been saying that he should do. I get the vibe in this particular closing scene. Like, he's like, yeah, we just, this is who we are. Like, I don't really agree with it. I think that it would be really chill to not die right now, but uh, that's what they would want. And so I got it. Like, we just off, I'm going to blow up my ship now. So. Yeah, Sorry, so buddy. they self they self destruct. 
because yeah, we that's how been friends, but that's how Romulans it, do. Yeah, like this is how we do. And I don't even really agree with it, but I know that they all do. And I'm going to try to be like, I know that I shot that really cool old guy that I was really good friends with out an airlock so that you guys would think that we died. That sucked. But this is like, you know, we we're, we're just we need duty. So we have to kill ourselves right now. Uh, sorry. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Romulans, right? Yeah, Romulan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, See you, bye. Uh, and we are in the med bay, and Styles is laying on the bed, and Bones is be doing like a little bleepy yeah. thing, bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. like a thing. Yeah, and Kirk asks, you know, what happened, and they say like Styles almost died, and then Styles says, "But I didn't die." I, I like I wouldn't be alive right now if Spock hadn't saved me. So it's like it's like they tie it up in this neat little bow at the end. Like um, I swear to Jesus, if you're a racist and somebody you're racist against saves your life, you're probably still gonna be a fucking racist. Yeah, that doesn't it, make it okay. It goes so much deeper yeah. than that. And I get that like, maybe he's like, oh, Spock's not actually a Romulan; he's a Vulcan, and they're like, different. Maybe but like even if he was a Romulan and he was your friend you shouldn't fucking have like that built in racism for like a group that has done nothing to you your whole fucking life yeah it's they definitely they put a bow on and they're like yeah I hated this guy but then he saved my life and now we're fine yeah this is cool what a great guy he's one of the he's one of the good ones ugh Jesus. Yeah, that's Fucking. what the racists say. <laughs> no. I okay. Not. Okay. Continue. Wait. It's just like I get what they were trying to do, and we all get what they were trying to do, and then they tie it up with a bow, saying like, "Not everybody you think is your enemy is." It's just not done as great well, as I would have wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that should like the the plot of racism should take at least six episodes, and really get in touch with a lot of like pain and angst but that's not they were like that guy is probably terrible but wait no he's not he saved my life he's my hero yeah everything's great Uh, but we do find out some not great news we find out that even though styles the fucking douche canoe was saved yeah Tomlinson did die and I think this is very true to life because it seems to be fucking douchebags always end up alive and like yeah. people you like who had promise and hope end up dead. Like that seems about how life works. Like, I don't know yeah. a lot about life. I'm 33, but that's like what I've noticed seems to work out. Yep. So they tell Kirk that his fiance, it was her name Marie. Is that what you said? Uh, Angela. Angela. Martine. No, it was Angela. It was Martine. Okay. Angela. I should have known yeah. that. I have a friend named Angela. I'm a I'm a dick. So Angela is in the chapel. And then Janice walks in as Kirk is walking out. And she's basically just like, Hey, um, Captain, I wanted you to know that Starfleet called in and they they said that you have their complete support to enter the neutral zone, which by the way, we never did. We yeah. never officially entered the neutral zone. And he like leaves and he walks into the chapel. And this like this whole fucking ending makes no goddamn sense to me. It's so stupid. 
he walks into the chapel and Angela's there and she's like praying, I guess. At the they never really say. I'm pretty sure she's on her knees though. And then she like gets up and he hugs her and she, and he says it never makes any sense, but there is a reason. And then she like pulls away and she looks at him and she says, "I'm all right." And then she leaves and then Kirk walks down the hallway and that's the end of the fucking episode. Yeah, I'm all right. What the fuck? Your fiance just died. Yeah. I am not all right for you. I knew him for like 35 yeah. seconds total. I'm not all right. What the fuck, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like my notes were no words, only hugs. I'm all right. Like I'm all right. right. Anytime that somebody even like in your monkey sphere dies, you get fucked up by that, let alone yeah. The person that you were like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you and we're going to probably make some babies. We'll see. But it's like, she's just like, I don't know, it's a job. Uh, she like right. suddenly becomes like a gritty detective. Just like, part of the job. And she has like a, a, like the lights like shining on her eyes just perfectly. So there's like a sparkle. Yeah. And it's like, all just like, everything's fine because I hugged Kirk and now my life is good. Like, yeah, no. it doesn't make any sense. A lot of people don't have the right emotional responses. That's true. I don't know. It's It was really weird because she was there and her fiance died. And then she's just like, I'm, I'll be all right. Like, yeah, eventually right. after therapy and like oh, probably uh, Prozac, I don't know. Like, well, lady. Like, I think what I don't like about this is that young love is like intense. Like, you're young, you're stupid, and that woman was definitely younger than I am now. Like, she's probably in her 20s, and she yeah. was going to get married to this guy. You know in her mind he was the one. Even if that doesn't make sense and isn't logical, she was so in love, and everything was going to be so great, and then he Perfect. Died. It was going to be perfect. Like, in this your... Is this is where Sarah and I got into a conversation about what is the better love? Yeah. Young love? Or old love. Well, not even the better. Like, which is more traumatic to lose your traumatic partner? Traumatic to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's more traumatic to lose a partner that you have been with for like 40 to 70 years because you guys are like an actual team. Like you have integrated a whole person into your way of being. And I mean, it's definitely traumatic to you lose a young love too, because there's so yeah. much promise and there's so much, and it's going to affect every relationship you have after that. But yeah, being with somebody for like forever and then to have them die, like what even is your life from then on? Yeah. You, well, and usually it's somebody do? you have like, you've fought so hard to like make a compatible life with. Yeah. And compromise a lot of compromise. Yeah. There's been a lot of things and you can't just like pick up and go again after 40 years. I mean, maybe if you married when you were 20, you probably could. Yeah. I think, I mean, yes, but it's still also so upsetting. Like the idea of like them being in their 20s and them like on a starship. Like they probably had like these amazing adventures in mind for like what they were going to yeah. do. It was probably all so romantic and like it's, wonderful. And then it's he, just traumatic if you're in love and somebody dies. It, yeah, it, no matter what, 100%. It's just awful. It's going to be terrible. But like she just hugged Kirk and was like, I'm all right. And then walks out. 
fuck yeah. you, bitch. My police deserved better. Yeah, then that. That was just oh. like, I'm fine. Well, that wasn't as terrible as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a real balance to some of the other shows we've watched. <laughs> it's so good. It's, okay. I yeah. This uh, I, I'm sure that uh, we we're just gonna use this, Sarah. Just so you know. It was oh, good okay. Enough. Yeah, there's some cackles. That's good enough. Um, I'm sure that we said it plenty of times, but this was actually a decent episode that we were interested to watch. Which has, yeah. it's that's not something we can say a lot about it's this like show. Three in a row now. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the 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 plot was pretty interesting there obviously we're going to point out a bunch of things that we didn't really like about it because that's why we do this um but for the most part good job star trek you 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 were trying yay (laughs) yeah i'm gonna plug another podcast right now which i don't know if that we're supposed to do that or not but are they paying us no, but they should God because. <laughs> hey, David Tennant, could you please pay for this? Uh, today I listened. <laughs> I listened to uh, George Takei on um, David Tennant does a podcast with, and it was fucking amazing, and it made me just like so excited to watch the rest of this whole series. Like I'm, I'm so into it, and I just, I highly recommend anybody who's into this show. Go find that podcast and listen to that episode because it's amazing. How much better than this podcast is that podcast? Well, it had 100% more George Takei in it. Wow. So I would say about 100% better. (laughs) It also had the doctor in it. (laughs) You're supposed to plug it, not worship it. What about us? (laughs) We are are very funny and good in our own way. But nothing compared to those guys. So Dude, it was it was amazing. I think what I'm saying is you're you're all caught up on Too Drunk to Trek now. So you go listen to that one episode, and then when you come back in two weeks, then we'll have another one for you. So so you're not like using our time for them. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. No. If you got to pick one, this is obviously the, the clear pick, winner. Pick <laughs> us, our four uh, listeners, please, yeah. and then go listen to that podcast because it was amazing. All right. I think that's fair. Reasonable. All right. Close it out, Sarah. Live long and prosper.